Oh, first, just a welcome to our graduates. Clap for them. They made it. Well done. And I can't, I can't think of a better feast day to have to send you off than Pentecost. The, the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, which makes the apostles witnesses to the resurrection. What greater feast can you have? They were sent out, you're sent out. They went into a pagan world, you're going into a pagan world. College campuses are pagan, trust me. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I wish they were Christian, but they're not. But what I want to talk to you about today is symbolism. There is a boatload of symbolism in the Catholic Church. It's part of our faith. Everything in the church, if you look around it, our prayers, our rituals, everything has symbolism. And if you understand it, there's power in it. And if you don't, it loses its meaning. I'll give you a couple examples, okay? Holy water fonts. What's up with those? Why do we have them at the entrances to the church? Why do they have water in them? What's the point? The point is, is that you don't get into the church unless you are baptized. Holy water is an extension of the baptismal liturgy. That's why after baptism, we have a little bowl in our baptistry, right? We can take that out, and I go and put it back in the holy water thing. Jug. Receptacle. <laughs> it probably has some term that's more proper to it. But that's where we put the holy water. And then we take that holy water and we put it at the entrances of the church. Because it's a, it's a reminder that you enter the church through baptism. Now here, you might have known that. But I bet you didn't know this. When you put your finger into the, into the water. Some people just put a hand in and slap it on their face. What you're supposed to do is put your finger into the water. And when you do that, you're, you're pointing. You're making the pointing gesture. And that should remind you that these are the waters that redeemed me. These are the waters that saved me. These are the waters that made me an adopted son or daughter of Almighty God. And then we reverently and slowly make the sign of the cross on our bodies before we enter into the church. Why? Thomas Aquinas said, all the mysteries of the faith flow through the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. That's how the sacraments get their power. That's how we get our power. Here's one for you. How about, I'd say about mm, 50% of you do this. During the creed, I say, we all say the words, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. You all are supposed to bow. Again, about 50% of people do this. This isn't an option. Okay? It says, and if you, if you get confused, you can read in the Missalette. It says, here everyone bows. <clears throat> and if you can't, you don't want to follow along, you can just watch the deacon and I. When we bow, you bow. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Because here's the thing, you guys. You have bodies. We're embodied spirits. The body and the soul are combined. And the body reminds the soul of things. That's why we sit, we kneel, we stand, we applaud, we high-five. It all conveys something to the spirit. When we bow, the reason we bow is because we are acknowledging the immense humility of God becoming man. 
And when we bow, our bodies convey that to our souls. I invite you to try it today. Here's one for you too. This is something we do at St. Joe's and we do it wrong. And I've noticed it ever since I got here. And I talked to a couple of the people at the 4 o'clock last night and they're like, Father, you have no idea for how many... They, they just pounded this into our heads. You know when I wash my hands after the preparation of the altar? You all stand, right? You got your head nods? Yeah, okay, that's wrong. Okay? And I'm not making this up. If you look in the missile, that big red book, which is our book of the ritual of the Mass, what should happen is I say... Pray, brothers and sisters. I wash my hands, and then I turn to you, and I put my hands up. Don't be fooled by that. People want to stand as soon as I put my hands up. Stay seated. I say, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. You stand and say the response. Why? Because I am saying my sacrifice and yours And at the end of that, you stand as a symbol of offering yourself with the sacrifice of the altar. Try it today. I dare you. See if we can all get it right. 4 4 p.m., they couldn't do it. 8.30, got it. We'll see how the 10.30 does. We're going to keep working on it until we get it. Because everything has meaning. And the church set up the liturgy in a certain way and we ought to follow it. How about this? How about the beating of the, when we do the three strikes of the breast during the confiti or the penitential act? Why do we do that? Does anybody know? Huh? Right. So we are, we are showing that we are sinners. It's scriptural, you guys. The tax collector and the Pharisee come into the temple. The Pharisee says, man, I'm a great guy. Look at how amazing I am. I tithe. I pray. I'm, I'm, I am the guy. And the tax collector won't even raise his eyes to heaven. He, ba- he beats his breast and says, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. The best way to enter into Mass is through mercy. Acknowledgement of our need for God. I could go on and on. There are so many symbols But I want to talk about one specifically, and it's this right here. This right here, what we call the Easter candle, the Paschal candle. Does anybody know what this symbolizes? The light of Christ. Good. It actually, yes, that is one part. It actually symbolizes Jesus himself. The light of the world. But what does it mean? What is light? What does light do? Just think about this. Light does a couple things, right? Light reveals. Jesus reveals to us, ultimately, who God is. And he crushes forever the lie that God doesn't care. That God is distant. That God is avoiding us. That God is not good. He does that by nailing himself to a cross for us. So not only does he reveal who God is, right? He says to Philip, Philip, did I not tell you? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But he also reveals, because he's fully God and fully man, he reveals who we are. Students, this is the most important thing I'm going to tell you. They say people only retain 3% of any given talk. This is what I want from you, 3%. Jesus Christ reveals us to ourselves. 
If you want to know how to live, you live like him. He revealed who we are to be. And to the extent that we do that, students, will be the extent that we change the world. When Christians live their faith, we bring light, hope, peace, beauty, goodness to this world. When we shirk from our responsibilities and don't live our faith, it turns into chaos, which is what we're experiencing right now. Violence, hatred, discrimination. It's because Christians aren't living their faith. They're not following the master. And as light reveals, light also exposes danger, obstacles. So too, Jesus reveals sin, the brutality of it, the death that it causes, the harm that it causes to relationships. I know sin is appealing, students. I haven't always been a priest. I went to college for four years. But I am telling you, if you get too deep, it will ruin you. It will ruin you. It will ruin ruin your relationships. It will ruin your dreams. Stay away from it. Have fun. But stay away. So the last 50 days, this candle has been lit every single day. Every single day it's been lit. To mark the 40 days of Jesus' resurrection, the light of the world, risen from the dead, physically present to us, and then the nine days from the ascension to Pentecost, which we celebrate today. But after this day, students, this will be blown out, never to be lit again. At least on Sunday. Do you know we do light it? Do you know when it's lit during the rest of the year? Raise your hand. We got children that know how to do this. When? Just give me one. Baptism. Do you know the other one? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Funerals. We have the beginning of life, the end of life. That's why we have the Alpha and the Omega. When the light begins to burn and when the light goes out. This light burns forever. That's the symbolism of this candle. So what is the symbol of the unlit candle? It's simply this. Once that light goes out, it goes out on the Feast of Pentecost. Pentecost is the giving of the Spirit, not just to the apostles, not just to individual people in the church, to all of us. And you have all received it. So the light isn't here anymore. The light goes out. You, me, all of us, we're the light. It's in us. And there are a thousand voices that will tell you in this world, that's fine. You be your little light. But shut up and keep it quiet. Keep it private. Faith is private. Don't bring it out into the public square. Jesus says to us in response to that, An emphatic no. The Acts of the Apostles give an emphatic no. We are a public faith. A fighting faith. You know what the Apostles were accused of after Pentecost? They wouldn't shut up. That's all they said. The the authorities 
said, just shut up. Stop talking about him and you're fine. And they said, we can't. <laughs> we got to tell everybody about this. They say, stop or we will punish you. And they did. But they didn't stop. And they said, stop or we will imprison you. And they did. But they wouldn't stop. And finally they said, either shut up or we will kill you. And they did. And since that day of Pentecost, Christians have never shut up. And we ought never to. Because when we do keep our mouths shut, the devil has his heyday. Archbishop Chaput once said when he was asked, what is the best way Catholics can serve their country? I love his answer. He said this, don't lie. Don't lie. Don't say you're Christian and then live a lie. If you're going to say you're Christian, if you're going to say you're Catholic, live it. Prove it. And if there is any place that needs the light of a Christian, it is a college campus, graduates. So don't lie. Don't fake it. Be the real thing. Because I question is, is when did we get so weak? When did we grow so timid? When, was, when did we become scared of publicly saying we're Christian? That is not the spirit of God. The spirit of God is fire. It's power. America needs right now Catholics who are willing to stand without apologies for the truths of the faith. And the common human values it defends. Unapologetically pro-life unapologetically pro-marriage between one man and one woman, unapologetically masculine and unapologetically feminine, unapologetically pro-family and unapologetically anti-pornography. But more than anything, to be unapologetically authentic evangelical witnesses to Jesus as true God and true man. After this Mass, the great Paschal candle will be blown out. And now, you and I, we're the light. That's the power of Pentecost. May we shine brightly in the world of darkness that we live in. And may we pray, come, Holy Spirit, and renew the face of this land, our beloved country, our United States. And do it through us.